Log Talk Radio. It's trash. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the printers and talk sports on a national level? Vote with the top, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother from another Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, Jimmy, it's finally here, man. Super Bowl 55 is here. This is our 11th annual Super Bowl pregame tailgate. Yo, 11th annual? What's up with that, homie? <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, we, we we still persevere even though y'all try to ruin sports for us. We still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no love left for this, but <laughs> we but we love y'all. We love the people <laughs> that support us. Like, you know, we really don't like sports anymore, but, you know, entertaining you guys. Yo, and, even and, though, here, and, so here's what's crazy. We love the people love that it. support us, even though some of y'all are the reason why we hate it. True that, true that, true that, <laughs> true that. Um, yeah, I, I was I was trying to say something nice to clean that up, but you know Jimmy is a hundred percent correct. But either way, we still it's love y'all. Love it's still all love we, though. Yeah, we, we don't love y'all brains, <laughs> but we love y'all, man. Anyway, man, it's you know it's it's the last few hours before you know these two teams get it in. Um, I, I think it's. It's going to shape up to be a pretty good one. Um, Tampa Bay got the whole home field thing on this one. Uh, first team ever to make it to the Super Bowl when their uh, home stadium was hosting it. So we'll see if that plays any part into this. Like I said the other day on the on the big show, I think it would have more of an impact if the whole COVID thing wasn't, you know, happening right now because – there are going to be people there, but it's not going to be a full house. And I'm thinking if they are letting a certain percentage, certain amount of people in there, you know, that's going to be mostly corporate tickets, you know, the rich. It's not necessarily going to be a ton of Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans there. But I, but I also think when you're a diehard um, of a certain team, you're going to find a way to be in that building. So so they might have a, a bit of a, a home field advantage. When we'll see. Uh, kickoff is at 6:30. Uh, this year's game, I believe, is on. Before I say it, let me make sure. Uh, yeah, it's on CBS. Um, so who would that make? Would that be? Would that be a Romo broadcast? Does Romo have this? I'm yeah, I sure. think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's so. something about CBS coverage. I just don't like it. Ain't, it, ain't, it ain't Romo because you know Romo. It just looks bad, different. But, uh, it's like it looks different. Yeah, it looks it looks stupid. It's trash. <laughs> Yeah, that's been the theme so far in the first two minutes of this show. Like, we say something, we try to clean it up, and then we just got to <laughs> so, be honest so, with y'all. Why is that, though? Why does Fox just look better? I don't know. I always thought, because, you know, CBS is usually the, the AFC coverage, so I've always thought that. Maybe it's because we live in 
you know, regions of I NFC teams, and we like and we watch it all the time, but so we might be biased. Though. But CBS has always look JV to me. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's not even the squads, like because sometimes AFC got the better. I mean, I mean, you can make the argument that the, I mean the Chiefs, are, but it's like right. it's, it's, the, it's the, the cameras they use or something. The coverage, like, the graphics, they just know. don't seem like they take chances. They seem like the the clean cut network. And I don't even know yo, what Fox that means. Drawn, though. And that's in every <laughs> sport, though. Remember Fox had the baseball where they was like, yo, they was drawn with the baseball trying to, like, show you which way it went with all these kind of graphics. Like, Fox right. and the, but see, that, that might be the Fox. thing. Fox be, they, they're more progressive with just trying new things. And some of the stuff they do fail. Like, some of that stuff falls flat. Like, the hell was that? Oh, absolutely. But it right. seems like they try. CBS the seems like it's been the same broadcast I, since the 80s. <laughs> I just got to pause real quick because I thought I would never hear the word Fox and Progressive used in the same sentence, but that's that's interesting <laughs> right there when it comes to sports. But um, because yeah. even even because that's Fox now to be using that like that um that close up 3D cam that looks like you uh you know right there right that's Fox mm-hmm. ain't it? Yeah, that's Fox. Yeah, and then they, Fox. Fox also yeah, like and in between like commercials and stuff they be having robots and stuff like Fox be doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But maybe yeah, that's Fox the thing. Fox always changes. Fox. CBS has been CBS. They've been the same thing since since we was watching your Broncos in the eighties. Like, like, yeah, man, the same yeah, old man. broadcast. But man. even even yeah, then, even then, when that was my like, that's when I you know was falling in football and LN. I still thought CBS still like, good, yeah. was trash. I was like, yo, like, it's but you know what? Trash, I also think, had, also think they, they had Marino, Jim Kelly. I also think their announcers have always been, you know, with their announcers too. This is another thing. Like I think this is where I get like the clean cut network. I think their announcers all gotta have like master's degrees in, in broadcasting or something like that. It'd be too <laughs> clean cut. While Fox got cats out here that just got off the field last year that could barely speak English. Like, <laughs> yeah, they got, they, they be got, talking to us. They got Tony Saragusa. <laughs> right. They got, they got Tony Saragusa behind the end zone. They got Talib Kwali in the <laughs> keep to leave in the booth. Well, I, with I a, guess with it a, comes down to them making it more of an entertainment Talking slang. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more entertaining. That's, so that's yeah. what it really boils down to. It's like Fox is under, understands that at the end of the day, these are all games of amusement. Shout out to uh, mm-hmm. you know Bashir, but um, you gotta you gotta like make it entertaining. Right? I mean, like no one likes their sports just playing in 1950s looking in black and white with cuts running in circles. You want to be entertained, so Fox does a good job of doing that. Um, and this wasn't meant to turn into CBS slander. It's just that when you brought that up, I thought about it. Because until, until the game starts, I don't think about what, at what station is on, you know, unless we go on the right. show and you bring it up. And then you just brought it up, I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, did, it did take a thing a little bit, like, damn, like, I want to watch Fox. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. They pay good money for that. Yeah, they definitely did. All right, so um, this is going to be a real short show. This is going to be shorter than even the ones that we've been load managing on Thursdays. So anybody who's calling in, that number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 if you want to talk. Um, we're going uh, to take your picks. Um, that's winner, score, MVP. If you're a regular, you might get a minute more to give a brief analysis of the game, but we are talking about the Super Bowl. We are not talking about basketball. We're not talking about social justice. We're talking about the Super Bowl. So I just want to throw that out there. So when we do get to the phone lines, y'all be ready. 
to give the information that you need to give. But Jim, before we do that, man, another storyline. Like, I don't think we're used to. I mean, Andy Reid, his sons have always had their issues, um, but we're just mm-hmm. not used to a team like the Chiefs having all of this stuff come up. Like, they got a lot of stuff going on right now. Pre-game, we already talked about the whole COVID haircut gate. Um, now, their linebackers coach, Britt Reed, son of Andy Reed, was in a multi-vehicle car crash back on Thursday night. This happened after we were on the air, of course, just three days prior to the Super Bowl. Um, the crash had happened mm-hmm. shortly after 9 p.m. on uh, I-435 in Kansas City. Uh, there was a five-year-old in the car with him that I believe now they're saying has uh, some sort of brain damage from the car accident. Now, he admitted to the police that he had two or three drinks and, I believe, Adderall. And we know Andy Reid's oldest Mm -hmm. son, Garrett, had some drug-related issues in the past. Like, can the Chiefs overcome all the stuff that's happening off the field? Like we said, they're going in with a short offensive line. The whole haircut gate didn't help them with that because they lost a couple of more backups on that line uh, due to contact tracing. Now we're having another one of Andy Reid's son that, that in a car accident has something to do with drugs. Like, are they going to be able to – I mean, I know they're a devastating offensive team. Can they rise above for one game, like rise above all this crap that's happening? Yo, first off, I want to start this by um, uh, apologizing to our brother Tobias. Um, and the reason I'm doing that, I know Tobias is listening, because Tobias made a comment a couple of weeks ago, and I criticized him for it. He said, I can't explain it. Things just work out for Tom Brady. And I was like, man, that kind of Dude. nonsense is that. And he was like, yo, I can't explain it. So I, I told Tobias FOH, so I'm making my public apology to Tobias because <laughs> I see what he means. I went back and looked at the film. I, 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 went back, I actually went back. Right, just to look at like you know the, the the data and the scores of every bowl, um, in in most of the big games that Brady's been in, and it it seems like yo whether it's off the field or on the field, stuff just happens that works in his favor. Now, not saying that the the Chiefs can't overcome this, but to have all this happen to the Chiefs the week of the bowl when they're playing against Brady is kind of weird. I, I really believe that Tom Brady might have signed a deal with the devil, and. <laughs> Either he's like, you know, um, something bad is going to happen to him later in life for all this uh, seemingly luck that he has, you know. And I know people say, you hate, man. That's all about hard work and preparation. Like, do I get all that? Yeah, I mean, that, that factors though. into it. But damn, come on, yo. Something different, though. It's something different. I, those things just seem to break in, in terms of football. Like, I don't know his person. Like, maybe he got married. Who knows? But in football, things just seem to break right for this dude. And I, I, Tobias I, I, said that, and Jim, I thought he was crazy. But, yo, I agree with you, Tobias. I think the number one athlete for that scenario is Tom Brady. I also think it, it falls that way for LeBron James a lot of the time. Like, people may talk about his finals record and all of this, blah, blah, blah. But even the joints that he did win, the way things broke to make him – like, last season, it – it come on, it, it, it was molded and shaped for the Lakers. Like, everybody that could have challenged them – got upset in the playoffs. They ended up playing the Miami Heat, who might not even make the playoffs again this season. Like, things broke so nicely for them in the bubble. And then other things, you know, from his past. But but Tom Brady, like you said, it's on a different level for this dude, man. It, it is, is on a different level for this dude. You know, Shout out to, is, right? to Phil Maddock. Um, I think he said Tom, you know, made a deal with the devil a long time ago because I think Tobias brought this up too. Like, he the only dude – 
Like, people act like he's never had scandal. He's never done anything wrong. I mean, this is the same dude that damn near disowned his kid <laughs> to, to, to to be with another chick. Like, it, it's stuff there that it hadn't, I mean, had it not been Tom Brady, was, I mean, there would have been a lot of criticism. It was for that. Hell, though, like, <laughs> I mean, it was Giselle, though, but I mean, you know, Super not, trying to sound, not trying to sound too toxic, but I mean, <laughs> you know, Giselle versus, you know, Moynihan always looked Yo, a little funny, I mean, anyway, you know. But even that, man, like, Giselle, she got her own, she got her own money, man. <laughs> I'm coming to America for I know. She got her own, got money. Her own money. She made Moynihan <laughs> look like a charity case. <laughs> shout out to coming to America, which is. One month away. You know how yeah. I was hating oh, yeah. on it, but you know, you know how excited I am the closer it gets. I, I'm going go to go to Facebook too happen. and like this, but I got to publicly apologize for YouTube, brother, because I made it to episode four on WandaVision, and this has nothing to do with the bull, but I just want to put this out there real fast. Oh, yeah. It definitely I, turns up. Yeah, it definitely yeah. turns up. No, but you know. Episodes, it, I, gonna lie. I looked at, I looked at right. y'all like y'all was crazy. I thought y'all always but at least, in the crib too much for quarantine. At least we told you before you started watching. So at least you knew, you know, what, well, you didn't know what to expect because we didn't tell you why the first three episodes was going to turn you off. Yeah. Because that probably was even worse when you saw it. Like, yo, what's going on? Like, I have no clue what's going on. But then, you know, once yeah, episodes no four idea. and five came, that joint turned up like, <laughs> like, it's like speakers. Like, I'm going to lie. If it wasn't for y'all. If it wasn't for y'all telling me that, I would have cut that. You would have tapped out. Episode yeah. one, like, I ain't even a lot of you. Like, I hate <laughs> yeah, I can't, I know it sounds crazy. Yo, it was like, it was like, like, like let's get back to the bowl. But yeah, no doubt. I don't spoil it. But it was like watching the episode of Bewitched or something. Like, I have a hard time watching stuff in black and white. I just do. I don't know why. <laughs> like, we've moved on from black and white. What the hell? But yeah, the yeah, Chiefs, man. man anyway, they, got man. A, they got a lot of off the field stuff to overcome. I mean, if there's any team that can do it, I mean, we've seen this team just get hot. And just roll, so it, it, it still should be a very good game. But Tom Brady has games, things set up. There for are him games in the regular season, right? Hmm. There are games in the regular season where it's like, yo, you watch the game and they should lose. But they are so talented right. that they have the ability to overcome a lot. Because there are certain games where they play completely garbage, but mm-hmm. they just have so much talent. They're so fast that. You know, and I know this from like you know putting money on games. Like they 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 won't cover the spread, but they'll somehow win the game when it looks like they shouldn't even win because right. they just have that much talent and that much. Because they, when team. they're in trouble, they just hit that switch, and that switch is Mahomes to Kelsey pretty much all the time. It was kind of like you know the, the, <laughs> the last Super Bowl between the the Patriots and the Eagles when the Eagles looked pretty good, and then in the second half they hit that switch, which was Brady to Gronk. Now we still got Brady to Gronk. We don't know if they're going to look like they did three years ago and even more, even better than three years ago. We're not going to look like, you know, we don't, we don't know if they're going to look like they did five years ago. There may have been two to three games in the regular season this year where they did look like the old Brady and Gronk, but pretty much for the whole season, Gronk was pretty pedestrian, but there were some games where he did turn it up. And I would know this better than most because I had his ass on my fantasy team thinking, you know, I might have had a steal. Like, oh, Brown, come back nice. We're going to be all right. Um, I mean, I did lose the championship by one, so Gronk would have done better. So that's you, Gronk. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's her piece. All right, so before we get to some more Super Bowl stuff, definitely got to let you guys know, because last night the 2021 Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame class was announced uh, the NFL awards were finally announced. 
So let's go down the list of the eight Hall of Fame electees from the modern era. Um, offensive lineman Alan Fanica, nine-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, member of the Steelers. Um, he's in. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, six-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, and a member of the NFL's All-2000s team. He's in. Uh, safety John Lynch, five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, and, of course, you know, he was in, on the last Buccaneers Super Bowl team. Uh, quarterback Peyton Manning, pretty much a, a no-brainer. Five-time league MVP, the only person to ever do that. Um, when he retired, he was NFL's all-time career leader in passing yards and passing touchdowns, but we know that's no longer the case. Uh, Chuck Woodson, former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, rookie of the year, one-time defensive player of the year, nine Pro Bowls, four All-Pro selections, also a member of the All-2000s team. The senior inductee was wide receiver Drew Pearson from the Cowboys. Um, the contributor was Bill Nunn. And the coach, finally, Tom Flores gets in. Um, there's been a case, like people have been making a case for Tom Flores for a minute now. I think most of that case was because he's considered a quote-unquote minority, but he's finally in, so shout-out to him. Anybody on this list, Jim, that you think is suspect? I heard somebody ask about Megatron last night. Like, do y'all really think Megatron is a Hall of Famer? I mean, I'd have to say yes. Yeah. Because in some of our criteria... Yeah, I would too. Right, even if you don't have the all-time stats, which he could have been in that conversation had he not played for the Lions. We know the Lions notoriously make legends quit <laughs> in the midst of their prime. He would have been in that conversation. But one of the things that you always bring up, Jim, when we talk about our Hall of Fame, were you the best at your position for any significant point of time in the league, even if it was a year or two? And I think, you know, mm-hmm. in his prime of primes – he was unquestionably the best wide receiver in the league at one point. Am I am I wrong with that? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I have no problem yeah. with that. It's funny because I always be looking for problems with folks when they but like that list. It just makes sense. There's yeah. really nothing that you know. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, I be looking for a reason to slander somebody right, that I right. can't find. I can't one. argue with Chuck Woodson. Um, I could crap on Drew Pearson because he's a cowboy, but <laughs> like it is what it is. Like, um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Flores, you know, he did a lot in in the game. You know, he did a lot as an assistant. He did pretty well as a head coach, and he has the the whole quote unquote minority thing going for him. So, um, yeah, shout out to everybody. The right, the right year came before him. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much the the pander year. So you know, the Panda Express got him where he needed to go. Um, we'll take it. <laughs> All right, so the award winners um, for this year, we did ours, like, right when the season was over. We did it so long ago. I'm looking at these. I'm forgetting some of the people that I even picked. I'm like, was that my pick? But anyway, we'll go. We're not going to do all these these random awards. We'll just do the ones that we usually do. Um, they even got, yo, they got assistant coach of the year. Like, who cares? All right, so the coach of the year <laughs> Kevin Stefanski from the Browns. Of course, in his first season in Cleveland, he led the Browns to an 11-5 record. And in their first postseason berth, um, you know, in, in, a, in a minute. So, you know, shout out to him. I think that's a pretty good um, – I think that's a pretty good pick for Coach of the Year. They won their first playoff game since 1994. Uh, you cool with mm-hmm. that pick? 
Yeah, that's not. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you know, the, yeah, comeback player. I mean, it's in, it's in the very okay, track, but that's a good pick. Comeback player of the year. I think we all had this cat. I think we all agreed that they should just name the award after him. Alex Smith won that. I mean, the boy was supposed to damn near get his leg chopped off, and he's back playing. No matter how well he played, him stepping on the field is a comeback player of the year type of story. So shout out to Alex Smith for that one. Um, Let's go to the rookies. Um, The defensive rookie of the year, this was my pick. Might have probably was yours as well. Chase Young from the Washington professional football team, um, seven and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, uh, talked a little bit of premature ish going into the playoff game against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but Hey, I like the confidence. Do your thing, young man, offensive rookie of the year. This was definitely my pick. Um, and I only liked him because he wasn't on my fantasy team, but he made my fantasy team light it up because he would not stop passing the ball to my guy quarterback, Justin Herbert, uh, the number six overall pick, they said he rewrote the NFL's rookie passing record book. He uh, completed 67% of his throws, 4,336 yards, and 31 touchdowns. Um, they said he threw at least two touchdowns 10 times and over 300 yards eight times. At the beginning of the season, it was Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow until he got hurt. I think this race was going to be – I think it would have been close throughout but I think even if Joe Burrow was still there playing at the rate that he was playing, I think Justin Herbert still would have edged him um, for that award. Yeah. And considering the Chargers were a very competitive team, um, shout out to their coach for losing like six games for him down the stretch. You like this pick? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. So, but shout out to my yeah. Um. Where are we? All right, that's offensive play. Right, offensive player of the year, Derrick Henry. Um, that was my pick. I think most of us did because we know offensive mm-hmm. player of the year means best offensive player that's not a quarterback. Um, for me, it was between him and like Stephon Diggs and you know cats like that. So I think this is a good one. Second consecutive rushing title. Um, he rushed for over two thousand yards, so that, that's kind of a no-brainer. Hey. Uh, defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Jimmy O, what you always yeah. say about dude? You say he don't play football? Yeah, he don't play football, man. He would go out there and commit violence. Man. He violence just commit random acts of violence every other play. <laughs> um, shout out to him. This is his third player of the year award in the past four years. Um, he's been an all-pro six straight years. He had 13 and a half sacks, man. This dude is playing in the middle of the line. Four forced fumbles. In the middle. Yeah, first of all, shout out to Warren Sack. Because I watched right. football a long time, but Warren Sapp is the first cat that I know that really started deep, getting deep tackles there. Like, they just they just proper. Right, they right. Because it's not they easy to get that team. many sacks from the middle of the line. And Warren Sapp yeah. was that dude. I think a lot of people, like, yeah. disrespect his career at this point, and I don't know why. So, like, after um, after, uh, after after Sapp is like, you know, now cats be looking for that, you know, that deep tackle to put that work in. And Aaron Donald right. was on another level, man. Like, dude just be throwing around other human beings and other big <laughs> human beings, too. Right. He's like a 2021 20, Reggie White. And and Reggie, you know, his primary is defensive end, but they would throw Reggie in the middle of the line and let him toss around guards Dog. and centers as well. Reggie would move grown men with one arm. He would take yeah. one arm and just throw another 300-pound human <laughs> so being to the other side of the earth. So so disrespectful, man. All right, so... um. 
So he's slowly putting himself in that category, though. Um, best, you know, best like defensive players we've ever seen. Like for me, yeah. and that I've seen with my own eyes, it's like Reggie Lawrence Taylor. Uh, what's the the the, the Deacon Ball out in Baltimore? Um, Ray Lewis, cats like that. Like his yeah. name is his name is slowly inching up there. I mean, I would even say the boy J.J. Watt's name might go there at the end of his career because he had a crazy mm-hmm. run too. You know, I think it's finally dying down, but I remember we used to pick him for defensive play of the year and we were pretty much like, all right, we're just going to pick dude until he stopped winning them. Now this dude is taking over. So um, shout out to him. And the last but not least MVP goes to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I picked metal Ark to win it as well. This is his third MVP. He won in 2011 and 2014. Um, he led the NFL in touchdown passes with 48 and completion percentage with 70.7. So you think they got it right pretty much this time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see I any do. snow. I do. I can't. I can't. Yo, it's funny because, yeah. like, when these awards come out and when the Navy Hall of Famous, I be looking for reasons to, like, you know, call them crazy. <laughs> but sometimes you just got to get me. Sometimes you got to let them know, you know, you did it right. I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so shout out to all the Hall of Fame electees and the NFL award winners. Uh, we're gonna go to the phone lines real quick, take some picks and predictions for the for the for the big game. And we got a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan on the line. I know he's excited. He might be drunk already. We got Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? <laughs> Roll damn tide and roll damn buccaneers. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? What's up? Uh, I know it's early hey, where you are, so shout out to you. Yeah, you I, like I only get start, drunk by 8 a.m. where Alabama's <laughs> playing. You know, get lathered up that defense be trash. But, uh, you know, shout out to John Lynch finally getting in the Hall of Fame. But uh, things about this game, right, uh, mm-hmm. like the, my heart says 31, 28 bucks. My head says 34-24 cheap. <laughs> so just put yeah. it somewhere in the middle. Y'all might win by nah, one. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I think the Chiefs going to win this game. And when you look at this game, you watch the Bucks, right? The past two guys, I forgot how I went to Washington. But the only reason they scored these touchdowns is because of short fields. They've yet to march the ball down the field. And I hear people saying they yet to play their best game. At this that. And put it together. This is the time. At this time of the season, it's who they are. They're sloppy. And and Tom Brady, if you know, he'll throw picks. The Saints didn't catch him. The Packers caught him, but they want to call him glorified punts. I never heard that before. But but they're sloppy on offense. They're going to have to play a near-perfect game to beat KC. I know KC doesn't run the ball. Bucks got number one run defense. They ain't gonna run the ball. The offensive line been a mess all year, but Andy Reid's not stupid like the Green Bay coach, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the, but the, but the thing about that is though, y'all get one good hit on Mahomes, that's and he's it. gone, and that's 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 pretty much game. So well, y'all, you know, I mean, you hate to see it. I mean, y'all, I mean, you love to see it anyway it comes. But just as Brady a football fan, like you hate to see it like that, but you know. You know, that line is shaky, so he's one hit away from – and this is one of those games. If he get hit 
and he like stumbles off like he did last time, you know they're gonna let him play because it's the Super Bowl. You know, concussion yeah. or not, they're gonna let him play. But one good hit. Yeah, and one and thing is, there's uh, a name. There's a name to keep an eye on. The Bucks nose tackle Vita Vega. He he's a big man who could collapse the pocket. Mm-hmm. But Mahomes at his best is when he's moving around. And I and like the Bucks secondary, right? They are very grabsy. They like to grab you. They like putting you in a cross face chicken wing like Bob Backlund. Uh that's what they like huh. doing. They suck in zone coverage. But they play their best against press man. Problem is, you play press man against those speedy receivers and you miss, it's right. a wrap. So, Plus, uh, like you said, once he gets to running around, it's hard to it's, – even if you're playing good defense on those speedy receivers, it's hard to do it for five seconds versus three seconds. You know what I mean? So if he gets to running around, those the, the good thing about his receiving core and, you know, counting his tight end – once he gets to running, they don't stand stationary. They get to moving with him, even if it's against, you know, the grain, if they're going the opposite way, because, you know, he likes to throw across the body and do amazing stuff. Like, I've seen a lot of teams, like, their quarterback get to moving, and their receivers don't do anything. they just standing around waiting for him to make a play instead of, okay, he's moving, let me go. Because now they're looking mm-hmm. at him, I could get open. And that's what happens a lot with the Chiefs. But um, yeah, he he's a handful. <laughs> he's definitely a handful. Yeah, and I'll say this last thing though. Uh, and I'm just being an objective fan because people don't realize I yell at Alabama more than I yell at the I yell at Tampa, my other team. Uh, I yell at them, but I just don't see how they could if because Brady hasn't been great, but they just won the game, and this team is finally good. The defense is gonna have to win this game for the Bucks. They are going to have to get pressure about blitzing. They love blitzing. But they if they can't get a pressure with four, it's a wrap. And I know the offensive line is beating up. But there's been plenty of games over the years in the NFL we saw makeshift offensive line ball out for a game. We have. <laughs> and so, and I just finished with this. I just think that the Chiefs are going to win this game. And, uh, and I hate the fact that a Bucks writer wrote an article talking about the Tyreek Hill overhype, although he cooked Carlton Day. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I, but. I'm just, like for me, I'm like, write that, write that after tomorrow. Tampa Bay wins and they shut down Tariq Hill. Like, don't poke the cheetah bear <laughs> before the game starts. Oh. This is dumb because hey. you don't have to oh, go it. out there on that stage. Oh, <laughs> and guys, Levante David and Devin White, they're great fast for the linebackers. Not the greatest of coverage. And Levante David has a hamstring issue. He's going to play. But you can't cover with a bad hamstring. You ain't moving around with Kelsey. So right. just keep – I just want people to keep Kelsey, that in mind looking clear. for that matchup as well. All right. No doubt. You know we'll be in Peace, the chat guys. at game time, man. So we'll see you then. Peace. Peace. <laughs> All right. Tobias – Jimmy, Tobias sound like me. You know, anytime any Philly team gets to any pinnacle-type game like this, I have no confidence that they're going to win. Of course, you root hard. And after the fact, <laughs> you know, you celebrate hard. But I feel this is one of those teams where it kind of feel like uh, it's going to be difficult to beat them. Yeah. But you know, once Tobias gets tossed up after, uh, and, they, and they get after a couple touchdowns, he's going to be in there like, it's over! <laughs> Dodgers won. Bama won. Yeah, like, let me find dude, out. This dude fitting to have a, a, a real nice sports year. Um, But yeah, like, he nervous, man. 
and and Tom Brady we trust. Ain't that what the moniker is supposed to be? Because Tom can do anything. He, he can, you know, Tom Brady, people revere him so much now. Have you just noticed how all of a sudden, probably in the last five, six weeks or so, Bill Belichick, who everybody used to blumpkin like they blumpkin Tom Brady, is now one of the most average coaches that the, the league has ever seen. Oh, because yeah. of Tom Brady. His ass. Hey, yo, somebody his ass sent me a cooking. clip last night, and I didn't even share it with y'all because I didn't even want to start the stupidity because I didn't know y'all, y'all wasn't in the mood for stupidity last night. The boy Colin Coward had a whole segment talking about how Andy Reid might have a better case for being the greatest coach of all time than Bill Belichick. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. Man. And I love Coach Reid, and I've always thought he was underrated. Yo, and I always thought he, never, once I've he never... got that bowl to validate himself, he would get in these conversations. But come on, man. Come on. Listen, here's the crazy part, right? So that is absolutely insane. Like, you got to let him do it. But I do believe <laughs> that, if honestly, if I had to choose between the two, I probably would choose Andy Reid. Now, with that being said, like to coach a game, like a big game, like we gotta chill, right? Even right. if I had, like, say I had an organization, right. I had to pick, I had to pick a coach to start my organization. I'm, I got a new team, I'm gonna start my organization. I'm picking coach because the one thing that Coach Reed that always impresses me is not only his ability to win because he's just a winner. Um, he hasn't been able to get over the hump until recently. You know about his stock management skills and all that, but mm-hmm. his players love him, and he creates a mm-hmm. culture. And it's like it's a little it's a different culture than with uh than with Belichick. Um Belichick players seem scared of him. And Andy Reid's players seem like right. they're willing to run through a wall for him. And to me that's right. a difference. But with that being said, from a resume standpoint, um he, he's trying to like get ahead of the curve because I think if Andy Reid pulls today off and wins this game, right, and then they come back next year because they still have a very good squad and they could somehow do it again. Now you gotta start like, you know, you gotta start putting Andy with the gods. But let that right. happen first. Um, you know exactly because a lot of his argument said, was based on what he thinks is going to happen because he's like okay he he's convinced Belichick is done right so he's like mm-hmm. you know when Andy wins on Sunday and then with him and Mahomes they could win three four more times in the next ten years like he's just well, making stuff up like he's yeah he's creating his yeah, resume before it even happens like I like I said I've always thought. Read like if he's gonna put him up there, you know, coach for coach, like he's already on that level. But resumes yeah. right now, greatness can't be argued. Maybe, maybe best, yeah. like we yeah, gotta, one we of the best chill. coaches. But resumes and greatness can't we got, be we gotta argued. Chill. We gotta let it, we gotta let things play out. We gotta let things play out. I mean, um, but you because know, we one year, Jim, he's doing too much. And one year, Belichick doesn't make the playoffs. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Belichick because he did like if he's any sort of competitor that we think he is, this is going to motivate him. Like, right. because who knows what? Uh, listen, they're, they're not. Or he, or he could just quit and keep his record intact. He could just quit and keep his record intact, so he don't get him no more ammo to keep firing on him like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but if he's a competitor, he's going to come back. You know, um, you know, get a real quarterback. If Cam is done, that's the thing. I don't. Um, I don't count them out. I don't count them. I think their dynasty is pretty much over, but I don't count them out as they're going to be in the playoffs at some sometime soon next year, next two they years. Might pull up. They might, like I said. They might pull up with Carson Wentz right before the week is out. 
Right, right. So, so I had to really. It's it's just crazy to me how and this is another thing. This is what we talked about in the open, like why our love for sports has dwindled. Like how quickly people make decisions. So he was the greatest thing that ever happened to football for this many years. He doesn't make the playoffs for one year. His quarterback leaves and makes the playoffs because he went and joined a better team. <laughs> and and now he's trash because Tom Brady's in the bowl again. And then, it, you know, it's just so easy, man, with, with sports fans, man. It's funny, though. It's hilarious. All right, let's go get another pick. We got uh, Rob calling in from Cali. What up, Rob? Good morning. I know it's early out there. What's up? Who's going to win this Good game? Morning, Who's going to be the MVP? How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? We're good, man. How are you? You're good, man. I, uh, you, you know, you, I'm glad you got to talk to me. You let, you let, you know what I'm saying, Con Pick and Tobias talk, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, you stay taking shots colors, man. When, <laughs> I tell you one day, I'm going to let you on the air at the same time and let him get back at you. <laughs> we, 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 you He's probably not interested, though. He's probably not even interested. You know, you know, you tell them to answer my calls, you know what I'm saying? You know, we can do Plantation Radio podcast. Anyways, man, how y'all doing? Man? <laughs> John, how you doing, man? All right, so give us a, your quick analysis of this game because, you know, this is just a, a quick pregame show and we're going to be out of here. Uh, tell us how you see this playing out. Tell us who's going to win, the score, and the MVP. What's your thoughts on the big one? Man, it, it's been a lot, you know. I, I get, I'm glad, I'm glad I listen to y'all because I'm getting to focus on the game because I've been arguing with Eagle fans the last weeks, and it's just I'm done with about that. This, you know? About this trade that's coming. So the, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. We'll talk about that because yeah. we'll want, talk about it. It's going to happen. So by the next show, it, it'll be a lot to talk about. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it, but I just think I everything think, that's happening with the Eagles I, is real premature. I'm like, where does the entitlement come from, especially with the fans? I'm like, damn, we get one Super Bowl out of 55 Super Bowls, and nobody's allowed to have a bad season. Everybody got to go. I'm like, that's messed I, up. I, I, anyway. And you, know, and you know what? I think it's better for Carson because with a guy like Howie Rosen, I've seen it before with the Chargers. I've seen it before with the Chargers. you got a, a, a guy like him. It's It's, it's like – the problem is the is the management. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Right. We know how you feel about that. <laughs> we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know. And so I, I love Carson. Hey, I, I miss doing the suspect memes about Carson. I really love Carson. Paul, but you know. <laughs> said the suspect memes. They definitely do. But tell, what's what's up? Let's talk talk about the Super Bowl, man. Who who gonna win this game? Man, it's gonna be Tom terrific taking number seven home with him, or Andy taking man, number two. You see, Andy, you see, I was leaning on the cheese, but then y'all talk about the offensive line. That is a real, real problem. I think, you know, even when I was picking the the Packers, I was ignorant of the fact that how good Tampa Bay's defense really is. You know, Todd Bowles, hopefully he gets another job, knock on wood, you know, um, his defense really is really good. Um I, I'll say this. I mean, because Ty Bowles definitely, you know, he's had two weeks to look at this, and most teams don't get two weeks. But the Chiefs' offensive line has pretty much been a mess all season. Dude still only lost two games. I mean, this is, uh, you know, as far as Tampa Bay goes, this is a great time for them to, to lose their third. But uh, they've, you know, 
we like we've been giving Andy Reid his props, man. He he knows how to coach around some situations. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. Now, now on the flip side, you got our boy Steve Spagnola familiar with Tom Brady and what to do. And um, man, it's it, it, it's going to to me. I don't know if it's going to be a close game because see, I see the injuries of the Chiefs. It's either going to be somebody's going to lose by at least 10 points or nine because I just don't see, I just don't see, you know, I I mean, but at the same time, if, if the Chiefs or either way, either way, whoever gets behind can come back. Like Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, yes, I used to be a Tom Brady hater all my life, but you know what? Whether he loses or wins, He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And, and, and I ain't thought the best quarterback of all time in my opinion. I, I, I picked Peyton Manning. But, you know, Tom Brady, hey, man, he's, he's no, wonderful. I mean, a lot of times when you – especially when you admit being a hater, a lot of times you hate on somebody because they're good. Like, you don't hate on somebody that's garbage. Like, you, why even waste the energy? It's not even hating if they garbage. You're <laughs> telling the truth most of the time. Hey, 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 Jim, you know how I always talk about – you know, how we was young, especially being in Philly, like we you hated Larry Bird. And I yeah, thought yeah. I thought I thought I hated dude throughout my whole, you know, young years and and just started giving him his props just knowing how good he was as an adult. Remember we were talking about the other day I found all them old basketball cards and football cards that I used to collect? Yo, that back in, you know, we weren't even in high school back then when we were collecting. In that box, I had a whole stack of Larry Bird cards in plastic wrapped up by themselves in a rubber band. So I'm like, I guess I did respect dude earlier. I mean, I always knew he was a baller, and that's I mean, why I hated him. I don't know if he was I know it was to the point where he had his own I think he understood America. <laughs> you understood America and understood race relations, so you, you knew that you knew what that would be. You know, so that's what that's about. Because I, I, I always just like Larry Bird. And I ain't gonna lie to you; it's for other reasons outside of basketball. But we gonna leave it at that. Hating <laughs> because he ain't got no lips. But um. And did you know fans make you hating too? Because the crazy part is, even when like you go back now and you look at his history, he always tried to show. Black players the respect that they deserve, but everybody else, since they weren't used to a white dude playing like that, they weren't trying to show black people that. You know how that went, but anyway, that's that's something else. I just I was just surprised when I saw that he had his own section in my card box from like junior high school. All right, so Rob, give us your pick, man. Give us your pick: winner, score, and MVP. And by the way, as a grown man, I still hate Duke, man. We whipped that. We whipped, I bought the curse. We whipped that behind yesterday, man. Tar Heel Nation. <laughs> a, real ba- a real basketball team, freaking Tobias, not your freaking Bama. But hey, anyways, I mean, you, you're always going to hate Duke if you're a Carolina fan and vice versa. That ain't ever going to change. Because yeah, schools gonna aren't ever going to retire. When players retire, you can just sit back and, you know, look back and like, yo, he was a baller, but. Y'all gonna play Duke I, every year. That ain't never gonna change. Oh uh, yeah. Kyrie Irving is a weirdo, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> yo, Kyrie Irving's a talented weirdo. Like, all right, Rob, we trying yo. to get out of here, man. Okay, Winner, score, okay. MVP. Whew, 
Okay. <laughs> I ain't never ready, man. Good man, it's a Super Bowl Let show you see. call it. My man, I, no, you called it for a Super Bowl show with no handle pick ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get okay. I think it's gonna be thirty. Set. My heart's telling me to go with the cheese. All right. But I don't care what happened either way. Why not? Why not? Black quarterback. Or I just say black quarterback, biracial quarterback, his his conference. (laughs) Killed him. But you you saying that Tampa Bay got Tampa Bay got a ton of black coaches on their staff. If you if you want to play that angle, then your heart Uh, really should be going for them. But I'm not gonna tell you how your heart should be. I'm just saying. I, so, I so your man well, Arians I, is trying to get some some cats some some jobs in this league. So, yeah, but you know, I'm gonna tell I you guys. I, I I I wish uh, B. Austin was on here because I'll be like B. Austin. What, what, what did he thought when he found out Byron left was the offensive coordinator? Uh, I mean, he knew that already, but <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Byron left with okay. You know what? Since, you know what? I, I don't, but you know I don't like to buy. I don't like to buy. So I, I just go thirty seventeen, the Chiefs, um, the MVP. Um, let's just say, uh, Tyron Matthew. And, Damn, uh, and I'm sitting here like, if the Chiefs me. win, can there be another MVP than Patrick Mahomes? Nah. For me, it's like nah. between him and, and the and the cheetah bear that they poked. If he go crazy like he did in the first game, then he got a shot it's, at it. But I can't. It, I it, 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 should, it should have been a running back who the last time, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it should have been. A, but but I I think I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be MVP again. But it is with thirty seventeen Chiefs. And, and I just want to say one thing because I know y'all got to go. You know, you got to go yes, get ready Super Bowl. Like, man, the Eagle fans. It's just I don't understand. Yo, forget like, the Eagles, man. Eagles even trying. when they're, even when they're bucking, no, no, it's Eagle fans. Even when they're bucking for Jalen Hurts, it's like, bro, it's like, <laughs> I can, I'm Such like, bro, are you serious? Are you? Serious? All right, man, we'll we'll talk about that on Thursday, man. This ain't about them bum birds, man. Well, we holler at you on Thursday, <laughs> exactly. and we'll talk about it because the trade would have happened. So we get to we get to kill fans for running another one out of town. So I'm with you. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Peace, man. Have a good Super Bowl. All right, bro. All right. Yeah, Rob don't want us to give our picks on our own show and let us get the yeah, hell out of here. Shout out to you, Rob, man. Thanks for waking up early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, there's it's nothing left to do but for us to, to give our picks. Um, I'll go first, Jim. For me, like I said, I, I, a lot of the stuff that's happening does have me a little leery about my pick, but for now, like, it's hard to go against the Chiefs. I think this is, you know, a potential dynasty in the in the midst of their run. Um, and we know dynasties don't always have to be back-to-back, don't have to be three-peats or nothing like that. The Patriots, their dynasty was six Super Bowls over, like, 20 years. But, you know, they still controlled the league for most of that time. But I got the Chiefs in this one, 31-27. to 27. I think it'll be a situation where – I don't know if it's going to be an extra point missed by the the Buccaneers or a two-point conversion made by the Chiefs, but I think it'll be a four-point lead 
which is going to have the Buccaneers having to drive the field for a touchdown at the end of the game instead of a game-time field goal. And I think the great Tom Terrific is going to turn the ball over in the midst of that. So I went real detailed. Nobody else had to go that detailed. But I got 31-27. I got Patrick Mahomes being the MVP if he can stay upright behind that line and not stumble off like a punch-drunk boxer again even though that hit looked like it was more on his neck than his head. So I still don't understand it. But uh, <laughs> those are my picks, man. Who you got, Jim? Yo, I got the Chiefs 49-24. and 24. Damn! <laughs> yep, I think, I, yo, I think, I think, yo, and I think the MVP, yo, honestly, it's like, how can you say somebody other than Pat? I think it's going to be, I think Cheetah about to, like, yo. Somebody going to show him that article. Somebody going to show him that article. Yeah, he going to. He's he gonna saw. get out there on reverses and screen passes and, 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 and show his natural black ass no homo. But I mean like <laughs> I think that it's gonna be forty nine, twenty four Chiefs. Yeah. And, and and you meant Tariq Hill's about to go bananas. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Yo. Yo, so <laughs> if that happens, I'm gonna give you a little bit more fame fame right now. If that happens, that's on you, Joe Bucks fan. Or Joe, whatever you, uh, <laughs> I think it's Joe Bucks, man. That's Yo, gonna be all and it, on and you. I, and I say that with all due respect. I say that with all due respect, guys. That's respectfully. I, I just, you know, y'all, y'all. With all due respect. And shout out to DJ Williams. And, and honestly, we we, we got a two on two. We we shooting up a two on two in the chat. So shout out to uh, brother Savad and and Casey Mack versus. DJ Willie G and, oh, yeah. and Tobias. We got a two on two we shooting up today, so I'm yeah. about to instigate the hell out well, of this for the next six a, a, hours. A, or so. a, a two versus one and a half is, you know, KC Mack. Yeah, you know KC I mean? be like, fraud. KC be fraud because he was all cowboys until the Chiefs got good. Yeah, but, but he, he to be fair, he's from Kansas two, City, but that's how it is. You can root for somebody else, but you can always go back home. You can always no, go man, back home. See, I, so in my Not experience, in my circle, you know. home, they become they become a bigger team of their home mm-hmm. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, yo, Casey Mack, shout out to you if you're listening. Uh, Long time supporter. You used to write for the website. Um, he definitely was kind of introduced to us as a Cowboys fan. He, he was always mm-hmm. Casey Mack. He always wanted us to know where he was from. <laughs> but he was introduced to the Cowboys fan. Now he cheats yep. all day, every day. I see you. I see you, KZ Mac. But look, we're going to get out of here, man. <laughs> this should be a good one. Super Bowl 55 is on the way. So we want to thank you, uh, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room, especially, you know, you, you fellas who called in from the West Coast. So we know how early it is out there. Um, but Super Bowl 55 is going to be a big one. Um, Chop it up with us every Thursday. Y'all know what it is, between 6 and 8 Eastern time uh, right here. So hit us next week. We'll be talking about the results of the game and anything else that's happening in the world of sports. So until then, make sure y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl 55. Enjoy your week until you can listen live with me, my homie, Jimmy the Blueprint, and the other homie, B. Austin. Um, live on Thursday. So check out everything we're doing on mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Shout out to all the podcasts on our network. Um, also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, 
at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. That book is called Sports, and it's an acronym. Go read it. Uh, Tell us what you think. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. Super Bowl 55 pregame tailgate. We are out of here. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.